If you are continuously improving yourself like we call for and describe in the book, if you are always improving as a man every day, win after win, small step after small step, one goal achieved after another, then a lot of positive things start happening more often and on a more consistent basis for you. Better relationships at work and in business and in your personal life and of course with women. Interviews start going your way. Job promotions start happening more often. You are closing more sales. You're getting more customers and clients. There is more prosperity and success all around. That's all great, right? Buying the book and listening to all of these podcasts is paying off. But there are some potential traps I need to tell you about that I need to warn you about as you head down that path. We'll get into all of that after this quick word from our sponsor, me. Hi everyone, welcome to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com. I am also your host and the exalted leader of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting empire. You will be able to find this content on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Hey everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book, beaming to you once again from the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting headquarters on November 10th, 2020. I've got another great episode for you this week. This week we're going to cover a few potential pitfalls or problems that might arise as you adopt the approaches and methods in the book and start having the successes and positive outcomes that you deserve. You're going to have a lot of success, but I, as I have said before, my primary goal is to help millions of men out there be successful and find a great lady and start a family if that is what you want and generally be more happy. But getting there isn't as easy as we detail in the book. You have to put some work in and sometimes things go wrong along the way. There are no magic things that you can say to a woman to hypnotize her and have her fall head over heels for you and end up with a fairy tale ending. They might be fun, but there is a lot that needs to be in place to be as successful as you can be with women. I, like you, live in the real world. The real world has real women in it and real life and real situations and life has problems. Now, what I want to cover here is, when you are doing everything right, aligned with the principles and methods in the book, there are still some possible pitfalls. There are some traps you can fall into. I want to cover three of these potential problems today. Pitfall number one, don't jump too fast at the first pretty face. Don't jump too fast at the first pretty face. When you are following the process and methods in the book, you will do better with meeting women and dating, period. I feel certain of that. But like I've said before, it isn't easy. But my process works in the real world with all types of modern women. That sounds great, right? If you have been single for a while, or lonely, or wanted to jump into a relationship, please slow down, breathe, think. Be sure someone is right for you and worthy of your investment of time and energy. 
If you have gone a long time without a girlfriend, then you start to see your new process from the book working. Then you see this gorgeous woman show up that on that first date. You might want to jump straight to warp speed without following my full advice. My full advice says, from part one of the book, to get yourself together and figure out what you want and need to be happy. You aren't allowed to put, she has a pretty face and a great body in that list for very specific reasons, and this is it. A lot of guys fall for that first pretty face, but end up in nightmare situations because they didn't take the time to assess whether she really was a match. Can you live with her? Can you accept how she thinks and acts and behaves for years or decades? There's a lot to take into consideration and a lot of ways things can go wrong. And a common first mistake is to go with the first pretty face that smiles back at you and says yes. The takeaway here is please heed or at least thoughtfully consider everything that we cover in part one of the book. You have to get yourself together in terms of mindset and your life goals and your mental preparation. You have to thoughtfully define what will truly make you happy, what you need to be happy. A beautiful woman that you end up hating as a person is a trap millions of men have fallen into. Do not let that be you. Do not. If you have questions about part one of the book, email me or put a comment under this video on the YouTube channel. Part one isn't easy, but it is crucial, crucial to you achieving as much success as possible in this journey. Pitfall number two, women trying to upgrade. What do I mean by that? As weeks turn to months and months to years, the accumulation of benefits and wins and prosperity and success that you accrue or pile up from your daily continuous improvement of yourself will show to other people. Some women who are already in relationships or marriages will see that and they will want to jump ship to yours. One of the 10 rules in the book is that we don't approach married or otherwise attached women. Stick with single available ladies. You will have plenty of options. You don't want to find yourself in a messy, dramatic, or confrontational situation because a lady wants to hitch herself to your wagon because she wants to improve her own situation. I had that issue with a young Russian woman a few years ago. She was beautiful. I met her at a conference and we became friends. However, it became clear to me that she was interested in more as, we, as time went on and she learned more about what I do and my circumstances. And I was fairly certain she had a husband. I think her husband didn't have a lot of money at the time and she wanted a different lifestyle. She wanted an upgrade for herself. That didn't matter because I have been with my lady for a long time and I, and I am permanently off the market. So I wasn't offering upgrades. I didn't like what she had in mind and where her thoughts were going, so I had to drop her as a friend. Now you are very likely to encounter similar situations as you keep improving day by day. I have had that problem several times. Women, well, everyone really, likes to be around that kind of guy, around that kind of energy and activity and a positive vibe. So watch it. Don't let some opportunist or gold digger or social climber trick you into making a mistake with her pretty face. 
stay strictly disciplined and follow the rules from the book, and most importantly, follow your own good judgment and plan toward happiness. Pitfall number three. Once you're in a relationship, some women in your social circle might want what your lady has. This third one is kind of related to the one we just covered. It is a more specific case, but it is different and important enough, in my opinion, to have its own number and coverage in our discussion today. In the prior example, you are single and available. In this one, you are married or in a relationship. Now, this isn't nice, and it can be awkward to handle, but it happens a lot. Some of your wife or girlfriend's friends and acquaintances, when they see how well you treat her and how good she is living and what sort of positive and upward trajectory you two are on, they might want her spot. They might be mentally comparing you to their guy, and now they aren't satisfied. Some may start flirting with you or making offers or making themselves available. Here too, don't fall in this trap. I would consider all of these women as off limits per the rules in the book. You are already off the market and content basically, right? You might need to put some distance between yourself and any lady who is acting this way. Avoid contact with her. There is all sort of trouble that can come from playing around in this dangerous territory so I've, you stay clear. You know how hard you work to get here and how much you care about your lady. You're a man, not a wild caveman, so stay disciplined. Pitfall number four. I said there was going to be three, but there's four. Bonus material. Someone wants you for your money. This last one isn't great either. Someone wants you for your money and not for you. This isn't a recipe for happiness for you. Now, times are tough out there, all over the world. And who doesn't want financial security and stability? I get it, I get it. But if you have money, please be careful. What I mean is, for starters, when you are first meeting women, do not lead with your money. Do not present yourself that way. In part one of the book, you define what you are looking for and she needs to be mostly a match for that. That process meaning first clearly deciding what you really want or desire, and then actively matching candidate women against that list of criteria, greatly increases your chances of happiness if you want to get married or be in a long-term relationship. Nobody gets to set terms that you must have money and you and your needs and well-being don't matter. Only hers and her access to your money and the lifestyle that you offer. Hell no. But unfortunately, that is the source of the misery in a lot of relationships in the world right now. Trust me, trust me, carefully consider everything that I say in part one of the book. Please do. In particular, do not lose sight of your priorities. Your happiness is vital, crucial, essential, as is your progress towards your goals. Again, that might sound selfish, but not the way we do it. You work hard every day to provide not only for yourself, but to support and be as strong of an asset as you can be for your family and the people that you care about the most. You aren't doing all of that work for you. You're doing it for them. And you don't let someone else's fruit loopy thinking or selfish schemes screw up your life and happiness. I am sure many of you know guys who have fallen into one or more of these traps. Maybe it was you. To me, these traps and pitfalls show the value of the assessment process that is explained in the book. 
If you already have the book, we talk about the assessment process at the end of part one. Please strongly consider following that advice, at least as a mental exercise. Going through that whole assessment process might possibly help clear up any fog in your mind about why some past relationships didn't go as well as you had wanted, or why you have felt there weren't chemistry issues with someone, or you felt someone just wasn't right for you in your gut, but you couldn't articulate why. All right, that is all I have for this week. Take care.